Hello, welcome to the Living the Abundant Life broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Samuel Meredith, and I'm so happy that you decided to tune in uh, to this broadcast today, and I hope and pray that you'll find something that's going to help you live the abundant life. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and I'm going to just like quote as a familiar passage of scripture, and it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Now, today's lesson really was kind of born out of an event that happened earlier. I had a conversation with an older gentleman. And that gentleman uh, was talking about the kingdom of God, and I was talking about that I was sharing with him, I should say, that I was a pastor of a church, and um, and one of the things that we're supposed to do is preach prosperity. And he said, yeah, prosperity is good, you know, but, you know, the prosperity won't come all of a sudden. It takes time because you have to learn how to trust God and do all these different things. And I said, okay, you know, he's an older man, so, you know, older gentleman, so I was going to yield the floor to him. Well, a few days later, the Holy Spirit brought that conversation back to me. And he said, I always give opportunities. The problem is not with me uh, prospering them. I'm always trying to prosper my people. But the problem is they don't recognize the opportunity. They don't recognize the opportunity. Why? Because they're conformed to the ways of this world. So they don't have, they do not have the eyes to see when God is doing something or the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. So I began to ponder on these different things and God began to share different things with me. And that's kind of the basis of how this lesson came to be. And this is the second installment of this Kingdom of Heaven series. This is number two and this is called Opportunity. In parentheses, conformity. All right. Now. God's people, once again, oftentimes they do not prosper the way God wants them to prosper because, once again, they do not take the God-given opportunities. Now, let me give you an, a, a personal example of this, what happened to me. Um, well, about 20 years ago, I, um, I was a teacher in the public school system. I was a band director at a local high school. And uh, I, I had a desire to be a college band director. I was going to be a director of bands at some college or university. And so that's where my mindset was on. It was locked on that. And so I was doing everything uh, in preparation to become that. I was working on my terminal degree. And God was blessing me to develop uh, the band program where I was teaching and all those great things. Now, an opportunity knocked on my door. I had a friend who was a real estate agent and and uh, and told me about this special program that was geared toward teachers, those who's in the teaching profession. And so they had a low interest rate. They can buy a home, blah, 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 blah. Well, the person kind of knew what I liked and they already had a house picked out for me. Uh, it was eighteen hundred and fifty square foot home with a pool, uh, stainless steel appliances. The whole nine yard, I mean, just a great, a fabulous home. Um, it was a, a very nice home once again in a very, very nice neighborhood. And everything was a go. Only thing I had to do was to come in, sign the papers, 
and the next week I'll be moving in the home. Well, my first thought was, well, if I buy this home, then what if God calls me to be a college band director somewhere? I don't want to be stuck with a house note and wherever I'm at, you know, temporary houses until I can find a house there. I was certain that this thing was going to happen. And so, and then I thought, man, I've never heard of anything happening like this because it didn't follow the tradition of man. You know, normally when you buy a home, you're going to first look for a home and you may uh, uh, find a real estate agent and you'll look at some more homes. And then after that, you're going to uh, uh, get your price and, and negotiate the price and go through all that stuff. And then you have to go through background checks and all that. So it takes several weeks. Well, this happened just like this. It was an opportunity. It was a God given opportunity. But because um, it didn't happen in the traditional way, I thought maybe it was a scam. Now, I knew the person well. And but because it once again, it didn't happen the way I thought that it should happen. I passed the opportunity up. God is always trying to promote us, trying to give us opportunities, trying to seek ways to bless us, to prosper us. But we oftentimes we do not have the eyes to see because oftentimes God will do things that's not traditional or not traditional. In fact, uh, Jesus talks about this. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 15. And it reads, the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, why do your disciples violate the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. But he answered them, he being Jesus, why do you also violate the commandments of God by your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother let him be put to death. But you say, whoever shall say to his father or his mother, what you would have profited from me is a gift to God, will be free from honoring his father or his mother. So you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. 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 Jesus was saying, and actually, of course, we know in the story, the Pharisees questioned Jesus about his disciples honoring the traditions of washing their hands before a meal. And Jesus replied, well, what about you? Why do you violate the commandments of God? Now, you violate the commandments of God by creating your tradition. Now, it's interesting. Oftentimes, your heart is revealed when you do certain things, what do you mean? Well, the Pharisees and the scribes, they wanted the money. So they said, well, if you give the money or the portion set aside to your parents, if you give it to the church, listen to me, if you give it to the church and as a gift of God, then you don't have to worry about honoring your father and your mother. Jesus checked them about that. He checked them about that. They created a tradition that nullified the word or the commandment of God. 
and at that time so many people were used to this tradition it 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 was totally against god's way of operating or caring for the family now let me just say this they had laws governing their tithes and offering so god had already given them a a a, a commandment for that or or told them when they should and when or or what type of offer they should good should give depending on the situation whether it was a sin offering or a drink offering whatever he gave all them all those rules and regulations but the priests wanted to do more now that's a tradition of man that was totally against the word of god all right so once again in this situation we think that way the only way we can stop this world way of thinking is by renewing our minds to God's word. And by the way, I want to make sure this is very clear. I am not saying that you shouldn't pay your tithes and offering. You should pay your tithes and offering. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. Now, why, what are ways that we can miss our God given opportunities? Or why do we miss our God given opportunities? Well, one thing, when a situation comes to us, we don't acknowledge God. The word of God says in all your ways, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So when something comes. You should be able to ask God, God, is this from you? Now, let me say this. You got to make sure that you're honestly asking God and seeking God. OK. And wanting a clear answer from him. Now, let me give you an example. It's a well-known known preacher. I won't mention his name. He gave his testimony how he missed God. He said years ago, uh, a friend of his came to him and said, um, I have this opportunity to buy this land, and I know God is asking me or telling me to buy this land. They want $3,000 for it. And so I was thinking maybe... If you give me a thousand, I put a thousand in and this other brother put a thousand dollars in. Um, we can buy the land because this is God telling me to do it. Well, this well-known preacher, he said, well, he thought about it. He said, well, I don't know. That's right. You can have it. I don't want any parts of it. He said, OK, well, the, the, the man, he went to the other guy and said, hey, God presented the same thing. God told me to buy this land. And I was thinking maybe you give me a thousand, blah, blah, blah. And the guy turned him down and said, no, I don't want to do that. Well. A few months later, the man received, uh, was communicated, uh, the federal government communi uh, communicated with the, with the man and said, hey, we want to buy that land because we're putting an interstate through it. And the person, the, 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 the United States government bought that man's land for $3 million just a few months later the preacher the the well-known preacher said he could have kicked himself you know he 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 you know he said i missed out on god's blessing that was a thousandfold return why because he did not acknowledge god he did not acknowledge god now what's another way we can miss opportunities well if you're distracted if you're focused on so many different things inquire 
about it. You may ask God about it, but your mind is on so many different things. You can't hear the voice of the Lord. And as a result, you miss out on God's best. Now, let me give you another example. Secret sins. Those hidden sins. What do you mean? If you are doing something that you know you're not supposed to do and you're doing it and you're consistent with it, your mind won't be on the things of God or hearing the voice of God. One, your mind will be focused on how can I do this thing again? And two, how can I make sure that I'm not caught? Your mind is preoccupied. Your mind, you're not single minded on the things of God. Now, I didn't say you weren't going to heaven. I did not say that. But what I'm saying is during that time, if you're not careful, you can miss out on God's best. So these are a few things that will keep us from receiving the opportunities that God wants to give us so we can prosper. Once again, it's not God that's stopping us from prospering. In fact, we need to be careful of this traditional, this traditional thinking of it takes God a long time. That's what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me. It does not take him a long time. He's always trying to bless us. But we have to recognize and have eyes to see or ears to hear when God is trying to do this. Because oftentimes, once again, it will not be conformed to this world or it would not follow the tradition of men many times. Okay, now this is beautifully illustrated in Second Kings chapter seven. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to it. Second Kings chapter seven. And second Kings chapter seven, it begins with Elisha, Elisha, the prophet. There was a famine in the land and the famine was so severe that um, the word of God says that they could buy doves dung for money. It was so severe that the women began to eat their own children. How many of y'all know that that is a severe famine so we can understand food is very scarce everyone is suffering right now okay so when chapter 7 begins Elijah comes on the scene and he tells uh, the king he said hey tomorrow this time he received a word from the Lord flour and barley is going to be cheap and I'm paraphrasing it's going to be extremely cheap well, the word of God says there was a particular man that the basically it was the king's right hand man. Once again, this can be found in second Kings chapter seven. And the and the right hand man made this statement. He said, well, even if God was able to open up the windows of heaven and pour out grain or wheat and barley and all these different things, it can't happen. That will not happen. Well, the man of God said, well, you know what? You're going to see it, but you will not partake of it. All right. So the word of the Lord came. Now, later on in that chapter, there was four lepers. And they were sitting outside the gate of the city because we know lepers can't be in the city. And they said, you know what? We're starving to get death. You know, there's a famine in the, in the land. We're, we're starving to death. We might as well. We we should just consider let's just go to the to the to the Armenian camp. You know, if they kill us, well, we're uh, we're lepers. We're dying anyway. And then we're dying of hunger. You know, they may cut us a break. So the word of God says they went to the Armenian camp. 
all right? They went to the camp. And so, um, but when they got there, they noticed no one was home. No one was there. The food was there. Drink was there. Silver and gold was there. Uh, fine linen and clothes was there. Everything was there. But there was no people. The word of God says that he calls the Armenians to 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 uh, hear sounds and they thought that that someone's going to attack them so they ran off and left all of their goods all the spoils right there so the lepers they began to eat and drink and and carry gold and all these different things and eventually they said you know what it's not fair it's not fair for us to do this we need to tell the people and so they went outside the gate and told the gatekeeper he said hey hey Man, you all need to go come out here because the Armenians, they have left all of their goods. They have left everything, the food, the drink, the gold, the silver, the, the nice clothes. They left everything there. There's no one there. So the gatekeeper sent word to the king. And so when the king received the message, remember, he thought, hmm, this is a scam. This is a trick. Now, remember, 24 hours later, the man of God told him that 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 the uh, flour and, 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 and wheat and things and barley, all that it was going to be cheap. He had a word from the Lord, although the word he received the word from the Lord. He didn't believe it. He thought it was a scam. He thought it was a trick. He didn't conf he did not renew his mind to the word that the prophet gave. He was conforming to this world way of thinking so he said no this is a scam they're waiting out to ambush us so one of his servants said well hey wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute well look we're starving here oh king why don't you just send about five men out there and let's just see so the king agreed to do it so they sent he sent some people out there and it was just like the lepers said all of this food all of this money, all of these fine clothes was there waiting on them and no one was there. Well, how many of y'all know good news, especially in the time of famine, it travels fast. The word of God says people ran out to the camps and they began to loot. The king sent his right hand man out to try to control the people, control the gate. But the people were so desperate. Remember now, we talked about how hungry they were. Anytime you know a mother is going to eat her own child, we know they were extremely hungry. So the man of God went out to the gate trying to regulate, trying to enforce some type of protocol, some type of order. And the word of God says the people trampled over him. So he saw the blessing. He saw the opportunity. But because he spoke too soon, he didn't partake of it. Opportunities. Opportunities came. And guess what? The king almost missed the opportunity. Why? Because he thought it was an ambush. He thought the Armenians were waiting to ambush him. You all, God is always trying to give opportunity. Let me say this to you. To you. Do you know that God has a part? He wants to make sure that you're if you're his child, he always wants to make sure that you're doing well and you are prospering. 
He's always going to bring opportunities to you. But we have to renew our minds to the word of God so we can recognize those God given opportunities. Because guess what? If our minds are not renewed, we won't recognize it. In fact, um, Jeremiah 17 talks about that uh, in this heat of the desert, they won't even recognize when good comes. They will not recognize when good comes. You all, that's what I did. That's what the king in this story almost did. They did not recognize. He almost did not recognize when good, when God was trying to give an opportunity. Why? Because traditionally that makes no sense. Well, let's think about it. Have you ever heard of an enemy camp that's camped outside of your walls, your country, waiting to ambush you, but no one's there? Have you ever heard of that? That Logically, that does not make sense. Anyone who hears this story, they would probably think about or think, I should say, think like the king. This is a trick. This is a scam because what that does not follow the traditions of men. But the king had a word from the Lord. He did not trust the word of the Lord. But thank God he had a servant who heard the voice of the Lord and was able to stop or able to, I should say, encourage the king. All right? Well, you all, we talked about opportunity today. I want you to be able to recognize those God-given opportunities. Give God a hand clap of praise.